tough and wanna hate this, although it's your mother. I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit, I got no love for the fakeness If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this, I'll always show up and make a statement I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit, I got no love for the fakeness If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this, I'll always show up and make a statement Everything I do, so instinctive and so passionate Every word I move, so descriptive like an adjective I gotta vendetta against people who patent it Being negative when you should be getting after it I got facts over facts over tracks This and that, spitting slow, spitting fast I could... Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, we are here We've been talking about this show, we've been hitting this show to y'all This is the Gentleman's Lounge Memorial Day special As you can see, I have a fantastic round table of some beautiful human beings that we're going to talk to today is going to be on and popping you guys already know who i am i am the ceo of hoochie daddies incorporated they call me mr gq i am your boy dj michael b leader of the baby mama Steelers. let's go so fellas if you don't mind let's uh get a little introduction going let's let everybody find out who you are where you're from um your service those types of things so everybody kind of get a warm and fuzzy about who you are All right, so what's up? My name Glenn. Um, I spent six years in a day in the army. Um, <laughs> um yeah, um, I was I did artillery, you know, um, cannon, cannon crew, um, shot the big guns. Um, uh, you can't really see my shirt. Got a purple heart. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, that mean I kind of, I kind of, you know, I got hurt <laughs> while I was over there. But you know, it is what it is. Um. You know, I did what I had to do. Yeah. Now, now I'm um I'm a teacher. You know what I'm saying? I, um, I teach at uh, public schools here in my city. Um, grammar school K through eight, and I, um I teach phys ed. Hey, my boy out here getting it. <laughs> I like it. Who's, who's next? It don't even matter. Don't everybody speak at once. I'll go there. Wait. Hey, my name's Andrew. Um, been in the army. Oh, we we, we lost the co-host. We good? Oh yeah, he'll be back. He, he probably had some signal issues. Oh. <laughs> um, my name's Andrew. Eleven years army. Um, two two MOSs, forty two alpha, um, and artillery for uh, thirteen Mike shooting rockets out the truck. Um, right now on civilian side, I do. Uh, well, actually, I just got out last year. Uh. 2022 around August. Um, so now on the civilian side, I'm doing HR. I'm an HR director for uh, a company out here in Washington State. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, as I'm me, from Jersey City, by the way, just like everybody else. Hey, <laughs> my bad, Mark. My bad, Mark. You can go now. Uh, hey, hey. My story simple. I did five years as an Army infantryman. Two of those years was a. Uh, First two years were National Guard, last three uh, active stationed in Fort Bliss, Texas, deployed one deployment to Afghanistan um, as a gunner, just like Glenn and Angel, I'm from Jersey City, you know what I mean? Like Glenn, I got a purple heart. Um, on a civilian side, I work for Jersey City Police Department. I've been here for about eight and a half, going on nine years. I'm a detective now, so I went from Slanging and banging overseas, taking a little time off, to coming back home to just 
You know what I mean? Be around where I grew up pretty much and make a living from it. Taking care of the community. What I'm talking about. So as you can see, like I said, we have a very unique round table of individuals. So I normally don't peel back the curtain like this for this particular instance, but got to keep with the theme of the show. So I am currently 16 years serving. I came in in 2007 as a senior in high school. I'm a 12 Bravo, so I am loud noise and motherfucking chaos, also known as a combat engineer. So two deployments, four different disaster missions to include the COVID-19 pandemic and Hurricane Harvey. And now I finally took a break from all that bullshit. And now I am a recruiter for the National Guard that just started that shit this past June, came on full on AGR. So I'm trying to rack up that active duty time and get that nice, pretty retirement when it's all said and done. So that's what I do now. I'm currently at a military school that I'll be graduating on from Friday. So there we are. That's what's up. I'm graduating tomorrow, too. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out. Let everybody know where you're graduating from, Big Doc. I'm graduating from um, Brooklyn College. We're getting a bachelor's. We're getting a master's. What we doing? I'm getting um, my bachelor's. My bachelor's. I'm talking about. We like to see. We like we like to see excellence. We like to see excellence. We like that. So. I know you said you um okay, you're in the you're in the school system as well, right? You say you are uh, yeah, a teacher. Yeah, 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 I teach, I teach. Okay, yeah, and then yeah, I know I just, deep, I just yeah. started. Yeah, well, you know, um, I like like I said, I'm just finishing my degree. My commencement cer- ceremony is tomorrow, but you know, um, the um, I I finished I finished all my all my stuff in um in the winter. So so December I finished, and I started teaching in January. Okay, no, that's good stuff. I know, I know, Micah has some experience with that. He worked, he does, did a lot of communities and schools and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a middle school coach also now for the last nine years, and that man down there, Mr. Micah B, can attest to how crazy I am as a coach. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I got the banners to back it up, so I don't give a fuck. Let me let oh, me be great, damn it. So, and then shout out to the chat, man. We just got the show started, man, and the chat is already shout out to your goat, the background overlay, all that shit was phenomenal. Uh, let's see. Men with painted nails have autism, man. Appreciate you for stopping through. So let's get this show started. We'll go. Let's get the, you know, get on, get the somber note. You know, I wanted to make sure we kind of, we didn't forget, you know, for some reason in this country, we have a tendency to get Veterans Day Memorial Day mixed up. Yeah. And I'm sure you yeah. guys, have, I know, I'm sure you guys have all been thanked for your service on Memorial Day. Yeah. And, you know, you have to politely be like, today ain't about me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Today ain't about me. It's about the ones that are no longer here. Right, so right, right. Um, I want to start at the bottom, um, starting with Angel and kind of go round our way back. So go to Angel, to Glenn, to Mark, and then we'll finish off with myself and just kind of take a second, you know, remember, remembering somebody, <clears throat> whether it was from, you know, the, the battle down range or they lost the war at home because we know there's always two wars being fought at the same time. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, man, uh, my boy, Sergeant Chapman, uh, Lost them in, I think, like 2016 uh, at home. Most of the people I'm talking about mostly at home. We got, uh, let's see, Customary. Uh, lost them at home as well. Um, man, who else I got? Um, yeah, Cole, Customary, Chapman. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. <clears throat> um, all right, so uh, I lost... Uh, someone we, I'm with the basic with. Um, I don't remember her last name, but her first name was Brittany. Um, I, we lost her um, right around the same time I was in Afghanistan, so 2011. Um, uh, IED blast as well. Um, 
lost to, um another 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 friend of mine. Um, it was my roommate, my first roommate actually in the military. Um, Griff, we lost him. Um, soon as we came back, like you know, it was a motorcycle accident, you know. But you know, that was still my brother. You know, he's going through his things as well. Um, lost a sergeant. Um, I'm not remembering the year, but um, oh man. Oh man, I'm have to be have to be at least at least five or five to ten um people from 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 that you know we went down range with that you know um you know lost that lost <clears throat> that fight you know just with themselves yeah you know what I'm saying and um ended up becoming one of the twenty two yeah you know so um. Yeah, we got uh, so I it's, it's a few, it's a few to name, it's a few, you know. Um, we had this one dude Schmidt. That was one. That was one of the guys. He was um, he was right around the same, the same um, you know, rank with me. Um, we had a one of my one of one of my first NCOs, Son Collier. Um, we had Son Smith. Um, there was another guy, uh, Glossett. Um, and there's a few more. Um, I I did I didn't want to get into names because I knew I was gonna leave leave some leave a few of them out. But um, yeah. Um, and then there was a um there was another another NCO we lost overseas. He wasn't from he wasn't from my unit exactly, but um his loss was felt was felt because you know he hit um he hit a uh. I uh, it was a, um not an IED uh RPG. Mm. It went right under right under one of those those RPG nets. That oh, we, we got we got caught up in there. Yeah, it kind of like um it it bounced off and then exploded, and it kind of like you know um went under the truck and kind of like you know. Something from his side, you know, um, ended up piercing him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, that's uh that's what come to mind when I think about that. Um, <clears throat> as me, I got a. It's a lot of. I've lost a lot of guys that I've um came in contact with from basic training, from uh, just a couple of names. My boy Wildrick. Specialist Wildry, Lovejoy, Brochu, Lumley, Mayberry, um, Jacobs. Uh, a special shout out to Leroy Durandi, who was from Jersey City. He um he was KIA a month after I was shot, but he was from Jersey City. He went to Dickinson High School. Big shout out to him. Command Sergeant Major uh, Barrera, aka Gunny. Uh, he was our Command Sergeant Major. He was KIA after I was deployed. Uh, he was involved with the uh, rescue of Jessica Lynch. Mm. Um, another special shout out to my boy, uh, childhood friend of mine, Christopher Mahan. He lost the battle at home. Uh, <clears throat> he was like a bigger brother to me. Oh man, my boy, uh, Sergeant Rod, uh, my boy Sergeant Rodriguez from basic training. Is a lot of guys that we, uh, that I just came in contact with, good, genuine guys. My boy, uh, Bougie uh, Lawrence, aka Bougie. He, I never even had found out what happened to him. I just went on his uh, his Facebook to find out that he was uh, 
He was yeah. gone. So big shout outs to all of them. I mean, to Valhalla, I guess, man. Yeah. No, and I had um that specialist young one uh I lost him shortly after we got back from uh from Africa along with um specialist Gomez. Um I had my man specialist Edwards. Um we lost him <laughs> to, the home, to the home front battle two months after I we got we we landed in Africa. Um he had just had a just had a baby girl. He was one of them them cases that we've all heard of. It was confusing. You know, happiest guy you ever meet every time you talk to him, he was in good spirits. You know, he was the happiest father you'd ever met, and then all of a sudden, you know, we all got that news. All we we had just got downrange, you know, saying fuck this up for man, probably about a good two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. my man Sarn Ski, uh, we went to Afghanistan together. Um, my man Sarn Kennedy, he was uh, he came, um, he passed away after we got back from Africa. And I know I missed, oh, almost forgot my man specialist where he um, he actually got out of the guard and then he had um, he got taken out leaving work. He was on a skateboard, got caught up on a hit and run. Somebody hopped a curb and dude just took off. I found out about him when I was in like when I was three months, three months in the three months into Africa at that time. And that one shook me too, because that was my boy. He the first and he told me, like, as soon as he got like the first thing I'm finna do, I'm growing my hair out like J. Cole. And I'm not even playing. <laughs> Six months later, that man had it. Dreads on lock. I was like, this motherfucker, boy. But that was that was my dog though, man. But yeah, man, that's that's we we could we could probably go on and on naming those guys, but the most important thing that um we like to do the veterans, the service members, you know, even the family members who didn't serve but lost mm-hmm. those individuals is on Memorial Day. We always want to make sure we remember their names because a lot of us, you know, those people impacted our lives. They changed who we are. They made us, you know, they whether it was you know one bad day, you know, something happened and they was that one that gave us that comic relief for that day, or they did something fucking stupid. That, you know, just had us laughing for the rest of the day. Like, you know, because what a lot of people don't get to see, and this is why I wanted to really have this, is, you know, when you peel back the curtain, when you're downrange, man, and you don't really get to see it, your family, your friends, life moves on while you're away. No. And and then, so then all of a sudden, oh. you know, saying you, you, you come back home and you can't just jump back into regular life. Like, you have to, like, slow play it. But if that was your first deployment, then you come home, you have no idea how to do that. Right. Because you're like, man, like, you know, especially if you were deployed with a, you know, and you had like a wife or something back home, she'd been taking care of the house the whole time you was gone and you got to come back and you're like, damn, so what do I, what do I do? Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. ah, what do I do with my hands? How, I, how, how, how do I, how, how do I fit in? Yeah. Like, you know, how, you don't want to just, yeah. you don't want to feel, you, you feel out of place. You feel out of place. You know what I'm saying? You just went from, you, you know what I'm saying? From, from, from being in such a, uh, a, a high strung, high stretched place, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Is is you know it's it's crazy, especially when you dealing, especially when you are dealing with the kind of violence that we were dealing with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Real. Like, like you know, um, um, dealing with dealing with some dealing with the kind of violence you are dealing with, like in Afghanistan and and you know, or or Iraq and stuff like that. When you come back home, it's it's, it's it's like you turning off a switch. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? That's why that's why you know it's it's scary. It's scary, you know, cuz you know you hear about you hear about people that come home and you know they just they you know they lose their shit and then they you know attack attack their loved ones, you know what I'm saying now, yeah. you know everybody in the house dead. 
let me pause y'all one second um zamora i'm gonna bring you in so you can take care of your thing and then we're gonna we're gonna get right back on that because glenn we're gonna <laughs> there's something about that i definitely want to jump on so okay all right thank you guys for letting me come through real quick happy well happy pre-memorial day i appreciate y'all for coming on gentlemen's talk i was going to shout him out and um pay homage to our vets but we got a new episode of pvd pvt coming out tomorrow we're going to talk about the sweep little sweep tomorrow and we're also going to talk about is himothy butler going to be back in the championship and how it's going to look versus joking because to be honest we might have to say sposter is maybe the best coach of our era right now so anyways we're going to get into that but i'm gonna let y'all get back gentlemen <laughs> and again happy pre-memorial day mm. Appreciate that. That was the that was the queen over there getting ready for player versus team tomorrow. So make sure y'all check in, tune in. It's gonna be stupid. Bring your opinions. Be as biased as you want to, but bring them facts. Yes, please bring your bias. We we love the bias. All the hate, a Draymond hater right here. We got all the LeBron haters coming through the world work. So that's what we want to see. We want to see the LeBron hate. If you hate LeBron, in fact, come through Glenn Angel. Mark, if you hate LeBron, come through because I know the haters are just gonna come out the woodworks. So oh my god, I'm actually okay? I'm, I'm I'm actually a Lakers fan, and I'm not watching no more basketball for the rest of the year. Damn, <laughs> like that. Wow, please come through. Please come through tomorrow. That's gonna be fun. But anyway, I'm gonna let y'all get back to it. Thank y'all for having me through. All right, we appreciate right. you tomorrow. Oh. oh man, it just wouldn't be the same without her without her comic relief coming through, but. <clears throat> so I wanted to get back on that, Glenn, because you hit on something real, real big right before, you know, before we did that. And it's the ones that come home, but they don't have that help or they don't make that transition accordingly. Because what we talked about is there's always two battles going on at the same time. When you're downrange, there's obviously what's going on downrange, but then there's that war at home. So yeah. we come home from nine months, 10 months, 18 months, however the fuck long we've gone, then you come back mm -hmm. home. It's a whole other war you got to fight. And it's, just trying to become normal again, whatever that is, because you leave a piece of you in yeah, every country you go to, hundred percent. Oh my god! I'm telling you, like I feel, like, I honestly, I felt, I felt like you know, the rest of the time I was in the military, you know, what I'm saying I felt like a part of me never left Afghanistan. You know, what I'm saying now I've said mm -hmm. that, I've said it multiple times. I said it, you know, when I talked to, you know, um, whatever uh, uh, therapist I came in contact with, you know, what I'm saying, um. And it's it's I believe it. I believe it hundred percent. I believe it hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Cause and I actually um I had an opportunity to go back to Afghanistan um right before my med board. Um, you know, but it eventually got taken away from me. And I um, you know, I was upset, you know what I'm saying? Like I and I think, you know, that that more so drove me into, you know, wanting to speak to a therapist because I really felt like, you know. I was incomplete because I felt like I got my ass kicked in Afghanistan. Yeah. Now shout out to the chat, uh, Micro Mike. Appreciate you out there. So we're gonna we're gonna peel back that curtain a little bit because this this story I have because um, I, I I almost lost my my uh, we'll say my battle with the with the home and uh, ironically my co-host down there was actually there. So I had just got back from Afghanistan, 2013. You know I was living my best life. You know you get that you you've been stacking up all that bread and I bought my first house. You know that that's a that's a big day. You know, like I said, we got a, we got a panel full of minorities. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When you bought that first house, man, you just feel like you've accomplished like everything in life. 
So bought that first house, great right. deal. And right. you know, I didn't I didn't get this name GQ for no reason. So when I throw parties, I throw parties. And I don't throw parties without my resident DJ down there. So through this big giant fire ass party, like it was, it was great. Had about four hundred plus dollars worth of alcohol. Like we we did we did it big. We did it major. The ones and twos was on fire. And one of my partners came through. Well, one of our partners came through. And you know how Cat Williams always say, "Don't drink with your white friends." Yeah. yeah. So this was this was this was <laughs> so this was him. I'm, he gonna remain nameless because you know what I'm saying I still my dog. But in that particular moment, we had a a small falling out. So. You know, we I, I emptied out my freezer for this party. It, the freezer was full of nothing but bottles. Like, it was straight bottles. No food. All bottles. Mm-hmm. So, he proceeds to open the freezer, go into the freezer, and grab his bottle. So, cool. But when he grabs his bottle, his bottle is behind three of my bottles. So, when he pulls out his bottle, trying to be all cool with it, boom, I lose three bottles. It's $175 worth of alcohol. Just gone. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. now strike one. I kind of let that one go because I was like, you know, it happens. Whatever. So strike two happens almost five to 10 minutes later because yeah. something that the first thing I said when I bought my house and I was like, I said, my mom will never, ever clean up my house ever. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, my mom was sweeping up all that fucking broken glass and shit on my kitchen floor. I lost my shit in that moment. I had to walk out. I walked outside. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I can't believe this shit is happening right now. I can't believe this shit is happening. I walked outside because I was mad. I started to get, and Glenn and Mark, y'all probably going to see this before. When mm-hmm. you start to see the black. When it starts to get there, when you start to not be able to see nothing else but what's in front yeah. of you, yeah, so I walked outside and I got clear again. I was like, all right, all right, I'm cool. I'm cool. I come back in and he's he's gone at this point. He blacked out. Like he gone. He is in the guest bathroom. Mm-hmm. He is banging on the banging on the bathroom wall. I got my dogs in the master bedroom, like just disturbing the party. I, focus no more. I immediately went, I went here. I went to the room and I grabbed my pistol. I this yeah this is yeah this ladies and gentlemen the curtain is all the way peeled back just so everybody's tracking what's going on here like I ain't got no problem talking about it. I talked to my my talk, I've had plenty of therapy since then but this was a moment of weakness to bring the light what's going on so I grabbed that and then I racked one and when I did that Micah heard it so he cut the music off like I mean within 0.5 seconds music was off it was quiet in the house I'm walking down the hallway and my parents had stopped in front of me they were the only people I could see in this moment like I couldn't see anybody else everything else was fucking black. And my parents, both mom and dad, they both stopped me in that moment. And, you know, my, my dad immediately, you know, took the, took the gun out of my hand or whatever. And then my parents, you know, talked me off the ledge for the most part. And then we out in the garage and, you know, Michael was out there with some of my other partners. But it was that moment where 30 minutes before this, the only other two people who understood me who was over there with me weren't at the party no more. So we go back to what, you know, Glenn was talking about. If you don't have somebody who was there with you or somebody that went through something similar, like there's really nobody that can talk to you. <clears throat> yeah. You know, they're sitting there trying to tell me, oh, you know, it's going to be this. Then I'm like, bro, you don't even know what the fuck you talking about. Like, you know, like I'm like telling them, like, shut the fuck up. You don't even know, you know, what's going on. And then I finally, you know, kind of came back to came back to reality. And I was just like, yeah, bro, something ain't right. It, like, you know, when I when um I bought my house and um so. After Afghanistan, I went to Korea, right? And I was in Korea for a year. And after I went, after Korea, I went to Kentucky. In Kentucky, that's where I bought my first house, right? And that was like 2013. I left Afghanistan the, um, the end of 2011. So by then, 2013, that's when everything really started to like settle, like hit me. Because I was moving around. I was in Korea, 
you know, in Korea, in Korea, that's when I really started going through most of every, mostly everything. You know, um, I started talking to the therapist, and they started giving me medicine, and I, and that's when I realized that it wasn't for me. Right. So when I get home, I, you know, get back, go to Kentucky, I get my house there, and it was a late night, you know, just chilling. I'm, I'm in the bed, and I don't know what it was. It was some wind or something. Something hit the door, and I smiled. Because I was about to put some bullets in something. So, grabbed the gun, and that's what I started to do. You know, so, start going through start going through everything, checking everything, checking through this door. We go through this door, go around the house, check around this, check around that. And, you know, I kind of felt upset that, you know, wasn't nothing there. You know what I'm saying? And then I started realizing, that's what I started realizing that, all right, I probably need to, I probably need to go to some mine. You know, and I go to work, and then you know, I might, I might, might, I might run it past. You know, one of the um, one of the guys there. You know, we talk about something, and I'm like, "Yo, last night, yo, you know, I felt like something was, some, I, I heard something, you know." So I went and I grabbed, <laughs> I went and I grabbed my gun. I did this, I did that, and did that. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying, and, and you know, everybody like, "Yo, yeah, I, I had that same kind of feeling." What were you doing before? Like, like, you know, where was your mind at? You know, what I'm saying, what, what was yeah. going on, and you know. And I then, think, you know, you start finding different ways to, you know, um, help not feel, like feel crazy. One of the hardest things I think a lot of um, veterans go through, and it's not really the veteran's fault, it's the military's fault, especially guys that are like combat MOS. Like for me, you know, I spent my uh, eight months in Afghanistan before I got wounded and I came home. And then I get a call that, you know, my little cousin who I looked at as a little brother he was murdered. Now, how do you tell me not to go be destructive? You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I've just came back from overseas where that's what I'm doing. Like, one of our guys get wounded, we go eventually. Go. We got, yeah, we got we to get that. Yeah. So it's like, yo, I had to, that uh, moment for me to, you know, it was like, yo, you, you got to learn to transition happened prematurely because I had was just at war to come home to my cousin being killed. And I'm like, man, fuck all of this crying. Then, you know, my family is, you know, everybody saying he would want you to, you know, live your life. Man, if he anything like me, if I get the motherfucker, you come whack the motherfucker that got me. So it was like, yo, how do I leave from the battlefield, come mm-hmm. home and have somebody take one of mine think about it? It's like, yo, that shit felt morally wrong for me. Because you, right, you, feel, you feel like you can go, you can go, yeah. You could kill. You could kill for, you know, the beef for the 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 uh the disagreement I mean, of the of the country. But I can't you know kill for but, but not for your own. So yeah. it was just, it was a it was a mind fuck for me when that happened. Then uh, you know, I was wounded. That was my last firefight I was ever in. We I got I took a round. That ended my infantryman's career. Not the last. The crazy thing about it was that uh. It wasn't my last, but my last engagement pretty much put everything in full circle. Like when I got shot, um, you gotta remember that I was a gunner. Like I was one of the smallest left-handed gunners you'll ever fucking find. So when it was time to sling and bang, whether I was mounted or dismounted, you know, I was that guy. And uh, I remember getting shot and really not feeling the pain because I was already in the prone. I was just laying down hate. And then when they got me off the gun, you know, I got shot. 
I turned into fucking uh, Academy Award winning actor with full of emotions. I lost two and a half pints of blood. I needed blood transfusion. I lost an inch and a half of my leg. So when I came home, mentally, I felt emasculated because, you know, it's, it's the equivalent to that is getting knocked the fuck out in front of everybody that you love. I'm in yeah. front of boys and, yo, my leg got pretty much torn to shreds. And I got sent home from war. I can't even get my fucking hit back. From that happening, then Leroy Durandi getting killed, it's like, damn, you got your ass kicked. You got sent home, then your boy got smacked. It's just like, yo, it kept fucking with me. Like, that shit would just beat mm-hmm. me over the head. And the crazy part about it, I wouldn't, I didn't talk to anybody because I'm like, yo, ain't nobody going to know how it feels where a motherfucker just tried to off me. Damn, and I can't, crazy. I can't do anything about it. It sounds like I'm very homicidal and it's not a homicidal thing. It's a ego thing. Like, yo, I was the best motherfucker on the battlefield and somebody pulled my fucking card that day and yeah. I can never get that chance back. But it came full circle because as a cop, I ended up getting into <clears throat> in Jersey City in 2019. And um, that shooting was the engagement where you had the two people go after the um, Jewish community. And I was heavily involved in it. And it just put me back into perspective when I was back overseas. It was like, yo, a little piece of me died when I was in Afghanistan. And I say this a lot to people, especially us combat arms guys, is that no matter what you do, if you take a life, a part of you dies with them, and that's your innocence. It's just like when you lose your virginity. Once you do it, you can never take that shit back. And the first time, you know, I got into an engagement, you know, you're you're high strung on fucking testosterone. You like, hell yeah, I did my job. But when you sit back and think about it, it's like, yo, I just took a fucking life. And you feel guilty about that shit. Whether they whether the shooting was warranted or not, you feel guilty about that shit. And it's like, yo, if you're a religious person, if you're a guy moral or cold, a part of you feels like, yo, you just did something you wasn't supposed to fucking do. And no matter what you do, you can't take that shit back. Yeah. No, you you hit it. You hit it on the head with that one, Mike. So, people ask all the time. Oh, you was in the army. You ever kill somebody? You ever this and that? And I and I ask them. I say, all right, Joe. So. Like let me let me let me let, let me ask you this. You think it's cool? It's cool that you know what I'm saying that 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 someone was killed during 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 this violence or this nonsense. Like I just like I I I want you to understand the question you're asking, right? And do you honestly feel like that's an okay question to ask? Like where's your mindset at right now? You get what I'm no, saying, that's, that's and and because like not only, not only, you know what I'm saying, you doing this with a smile on your face. You get what I'm saying. You don't. I feel like you just don't care. You don't care what it. You don't. Or is is either that it's ignorance. Period. Right. Either you don't know or you don't care. Right. You don't know. You don't mm-hmm. know what. You don't know what. What feelings is gonna bring up? You get what I'm saying, right? Because like 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 Mark said, after it all happens. After it all happens, you sitting there, you know what I'm saying? You might you might be in your room after everybody high fived you because you know you might have you 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 might have saved you might have saved some people, or you know you might have you you might help 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 push these people back or whatever case it be. But someone died in in the you know in the in the midst of that. 
You get what I'm saying? So no matter no matter who you are, right? If you have a conscience, it's gonna the conscience is gonna is you when you least when you least suspect it, it's gonna type in your shoulder. Yo. So how do you feel about that? You know what I'm saying? You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have to have a conversation with yourself. So you know, I just <laughs> that's why I like you know like like you know to speaking about things like that. Um it's just cool, it's you know therapeutic, but you know, um <clears throat> it brings you back, it brings you back, it brings you back to you know a certain a certain place, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I don't know. I got a, I got a conscious. <laughs> so that's shit, yeah. That's shit. So and, and it's crazy. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring us back because I wanna, I wanna catch uh, Angel's perspective on this while we go. So like something that comes up, and I, ironically, I'm wearing it on my shirt too. Mm-hmm. And and COVID, COVID really made this into a thing, which it, it made into a bigger thing, and it's men's mental health specifically. But since we got a panel full of men and veterans on top of that, this is that stigma. Like oh, mental, mental health. Mental health is me. Yeah. Like, mental health is me. That's the reason. That's the reason I got. Uh, I was separated from the army. You know what I'm saying? Like that was, that was my um my separating factor. You know, dealing 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 with with those things because yo like 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 you said, so I knew I'm in the I'm 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 in a combat I'm in a combat job. You know what I'm saying? Like my job is killing. That's that's what that's what it is. That's what they teach me. That's what they train me for. That's what they pay me for. That's that's just what it is. Yeah. But and so like with, with angels, so given your experience and the things, the places you've gone and whatnot, even just even when we've had to make that, because people, this is where people get lost. It's like, oh, you had to be like a deployed veteran to go through mental. I was like, nah, fam. Just nah, being in right. the military is mentally straining enough. And Angel uh, has a very unique perspective because he's traveled to a lot of countries and he's also been home and now he's doing some other things. So talk to us on your from your perspective on the mental health, the stigma. And if there's been a situation that you've dealt with where you've kind of had to take a step back and be like, hey, I think I might need a little help with something. No, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So um, first off, yeah, m- mental health. Thank you. Yeah, thank you all for talking openly about that, because not a lot of males, you know, want to openly talk about, you know, speaking to a therapist and things like that, uh, especially like on a platform like this. But no, I appreciate y'all. Um, but from that perspective, uh, so so my wife is a therapist. She's actually probably downstairs right now doing sessions. And and I know the power of therapy, you know, it, 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 it's a it's a great thing, you know. But like when you're when you're in the army and, you know, if you're an NCO, you know, back in the day, there was this there was this stigma there like, you know, oh, I'm, ta- I'm dropping my soldier off to go uh, speak to a, a, a mental health professional um you know and there's this stigma like oh you're you're broken you're, you're you're not good or you know you're weak or whatever the case may be but that's not the case at all you know for for many that go seek therapy um you know it's actually you're empowering yourself you know you're strengthening your mind you're getting back to where you need to be you know so shout out to y'all to you know for the man to go out there and get help um and and what a lot of people don't know, and and Mark and Glenn could attest to this because we all from Jersey City, we grew up in trauma. You know, you go down a the block, there's a war zone on Communipore, <laughs> or or you're getting shot walking down Baby Monticello. So you know, there's childhood traumas that we all dealt with, um, growing up, just growing up in Jersey City. You know, and on top of that, 
not me personally, but Mark, Mark and Glenn, y'all, y'all got to deal with your, your, your childhood traumas, your PTSD from, from when you were a civilian. And now y'all got to go deal with your trauma from being in the army, you know? So it's crazy how, uh, you know, how you, you, you try to go, you know, day by day trying to deal with that, you know, and trying to, you know, get through it, but it's hard. I, I know it's hard for y'all, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. Yeah, no, I know. And me and me and Michael, like, we'll bring that. You all talk about Jersey, you know, with us being from Texas, y'all, you know, you hear all the stuff about Houston and all the, uh, we'll call it fuckery. Let's use that word. So, you know, all kind of shit happens in Houston. It just depends on what side of Houston you are. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you accidentally end up on the wrong side, like the Southwest side or something. And, you know, you ain't supposed to be there. Yeah, remember that. So Texas is still my second home. Yeah, and you know, and you know, Mark, you said you was in Fort Bliss. You know how you know how El Paso is too. It's certain parts of El Paso Yo, you ain't really got no business being. I used to come up to Houston. I used to come up to Dallas. And it's, Texas is a wild. It's a wild yeah. place. And look, and what's crazy is you got like Houston, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin. That's four different places. That's and it's, it's not by name. Man. It's four different cultures within the same big ass state. And that's, it's yeah. like, like the hoods in Dallas are not the hoods in Houston, and the hoods in Houston are not the hoods in San Antonio. Like that shit is just mind blowing how different it is. Knowing it's from the same state, like the shit makes no it. kind of sense. I love it. I love no, it. No, it it, it, it is yeah, what man. makes shit great though. But yeah. that's I what I'm it. talking about. So there goes my boy. He know he from Austin, so he know. Hey, keep Austin weird, my dog. <laughs> keep he Austin. already know. I don't know if it's y'all from Texas. If I say this name, y'all probably gonna be like, oh yeah, boy, what you know about that? You a Jersey head. But anybody that's watching this, if you in El Paso, if you up further north in Texas, it's this restaurant called Cattleman's. Yo. For people hey, you, that, ain't li- you ain't lived if you ain't been to Cattleman's at least I, once or twice. For the viewers out there that don't know what Cattleman's, let a Jersey boy tell you something. And how thorough Texas is, right? Cattleman's is a goddamn steakhouse that's on a ranch. You damn near, it's like a damn near live cow. You go, yeah, I want his ribs. That motherfucker. <laughs> <man. laughs> they go slaughter his ass and bring him to your place. Listen, <sighs> I need Yeah, that. no, it, it really do be like that. Because that's also Cattleman's where they got that big ass steak at. And that bitch is like that's 40. Yeah, it's like forty something ounces for that they, motherfucker, and they and they gonna serve it with a baked potato. Yeah, bitch, you gonna serve me this thick ass piece of meat and this fat ass potato and say, "Hey man, you got X amount of time to eat that." Home. I'm like, bro, I'm about to go into a coma while I'm eating this shit. I'm about to book, I'm about to book a flight to El Paso right now, y'all. <laughs> like, but I mean, it, it really do. It be like that, like, but it's like, bro, like, but it's the truth though. Like, we we talk about you know mental health and, and and like I said, Angel hit it right. Like it's a lot of men out there still that can't get past, oh, but they gonna call me weak or oh, I'm not as masculine because I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, the thing about us, we are, call it what you want. We as men are also the simplest creatures on the planet. All right, women are complicated, men are not. Facts. But here's the flip side of it being us being men. We are not as emotionally in tuned as a lot of women are we our emotions come out mm-hmm. differently women will wear their emotions naturally we on the other hand will bottle that shit up and it will come out at the wrong time we'll be explosive yeah. about it no pun intended for all of us you know saying um, you know combat veterans with artilleries and everything else that we do but it's the truth right some of some of us are some of us are in tune with it but the vast majority of men 
will let that shit like bite up, bite up, bite up. And it'll take that one wrong instance and all that shit comes. You like dump truck on somebody one time and you're like, damn, I can't believe I just did that shit. I think we as a society have to understand why that is, though, because I look at it for as toxic masculinity, right? Boys are not supposed to cry. And we all know that is bullshit. But there's a certain level of truth behind it. So absolutely, you look at it like this, you know, we've all been on a mission where somebody died, whether it's they uh, gave the ultimate sacrifice or they were wounded. We've all yeah. been, you don't get the cry. That's not where, that is not a time and place for emotion. It's because, you know, we're, men, we're taught, we're taught, listen, as a man, you're a protector and divider. You have to get the job done by necessary. So you don't get a chance to digest what it is that's happened to you. The first thing you do is you handle what needs to be handled to get results. Mm-hmm. And listen, by any means necessary, think uh i said this before in the podcast uh i quoted mav hoffman a battle rapper he was like no work then we go to rob because i can find a gun way quicker than i can get a job and it goes to show like yo you really ain't got a time to really sit there and say yo you know i'm fucked up or i need help or you know i need to be vulnerable in this time because you're programmed to say yo you're a man go out there and get it by any means necessary yeah yeah by any means necessary so it's a double-edged sword because a lot of us have made results. We're all, look at us. Like for most of us that came from nothing, we took a lot of that shit on the chin, didn't cry about it, whether it hurt us only to get to the bigger goal. Nobody in here is over 40, right? No. And <laughs> mother- nah. motherfuckers got money in that, you know, we ain't never think we was going to have like, I came from the project vultures and rats. So a lot of shit I had to take on the chin and wasn't able to cry because men don't cry and you gotta get that push me to yeah, where I'm no, at now. But I have to deal with the psychological effect of it. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's the thing. We we all had to, you know, what I'm saying market it right. You know, we all had to start from damn near nothing. Whether we come from, you know, a broken home with just a single parent or, you know, saying we came from the sticks, you know, we came from, you know, areas where statistically we wasn't supposed to make it. Make it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what, you know, and when I talk to. Frozen? You froze up? Oh, man. Uh Oh, frozen. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. But but that's what we talk about. Like I say, statistically, I'm not supposed to be here. I, I, I went the high school I went to. I used to walk across the train tracks to the hood to go home. In that neighborhood, in Mike, you can tell you, that mug had a reputation. Boys knew. My dad used to, my dad knew about that neighborhood. That neighborhood was notorious for slanging. Like, boys knew. Mm-hmm. I had no business coming out of there and surviving out of there. But we are, we are not, the men in this group right here, we are not victims of circumstance. We rose above. We made it to where we made it. Yes, we had to go about it a slightly different way. We, went, we didn't come from money. So we joined the military, you know, or we, we got out into the work world. We grinded our way out. It was two routes. It was two routes. You know what I'm saying? And some people are fortunate to make the choice to go a certain route. And some people, um, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say they make the choice to, you know, get pulled into the system, 
or that choice is made for them. You know what I'm saying? Like I have I I have friends. I have friends that was that that you know, I spent I spent I learned how to be a, how to how to be a man in the military. Agree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, did too. I have friends I have friends that, you know, learned how to be a man or grew up being a man in the prison system. You get what I'm saying? And you know, we come together and we talk, you know, we talk, we talk, you know what I'm saying? We say, yo, like they they, they tell me all the time, hey, yo, bro, I'm glad that you were able to get out. You know what I'm saying? That 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 you didn't go through the same, you ain't take you ain't you ain't go the same route that we had, you know what I'm saying? I had there's people, it's people, you know, from the area, you know, I was going, I'm I was going for a little bit, you know, I might come home on leave or something, and they see me and they like. Oh, I see you. I see you. I see you in a while. Where you been? You was you was locked up because that's the norm. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of yeah. As sad, it's sad. You know, they 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 kind of feel like you know because they don't see you for a while, you probably in jail or something. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? I, and I and I I tell them like, nah, I wasn't locked up. I was in a, you know what I'm saying? I was I, I'm I was I'm, I'm I'm in the army. You know what I'm saying? I was gone. Cause I'm away, whatever, whatever, whatever. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but, but they don't. They don't know, see that. They don't see that. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, even even though even though like they they might be they might be much older than me. And it's I I I want to say you know it's so much ignorance that it's ignorance to think that, but you know that's what they see in the community. Mm-hmm. Somebody if somebody goes away for uh for a few months. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like more than likely, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying they're, they they they're in jail or something, you know what I'm saying. So at first at first I was offended, you know what I'm saying because like, you know, <laughs> like <clears throat> why would you think that? Why would you think I was in jail? But then you know I had to go back and realize that, you know, maybe it was the way the way the way the way that you know I was behaving or the way that you know. Things was going in the community. You going along. You going. You 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 riding this fine line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. People look at it like, yeah, Yo, you know what? Yeah, motherfucker gonna end up a certain way. Then when you actually get your life together, you take it route. You know what I mean? Like, oh. So you got. Yeah. Locked up. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. I had to look at it differently. You know what I mean? Because before we even graduated, I had a because. I signed my contract in February of 08, and I didn't go off to uh, basic training until August because I graduated high school in June. All right, second ID, I see you. So, uh, Three second and nine. So, um, second and nine. I'm talking about yeah, it. Pretty much, so I, I left, I came back, and I, you know what? It was crazy where a lot of people gave me, like, yo, we're proud of you, this, that, and the third. Like, after I came back from my deployment, it's like, yo, congrats, you know what I mean? It, it was like, I had very select few people who was like, yo, I I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. I could never go fight the white man's war and shit like mm-hmm. that. So they send it to me and I'm they say it to me like kinda like throwing that jab out there, like, nah man, fuck that. I ain't dying doing this shit for this country fucked up. Mm-hmm. So this back to me recently and I'm like, yo, you know what? I respect that. But let me ask you a question, man. I was like, did you say the same thing to, I'm not going to name drop the person, but I was like, you, did you ever say that to your man, such and such? 
Now, why he ain't go over there fighting the white man's war? I'm like, yeah, he sold the white man's drug for a war that where the opponent looks similar to me and you. <laughs> I'm like... But they ain't ready for that conversation. Yeah. yeah they, they, they probably hit him with the... Mm, nah, nah, see, that's different. That's different. For me, I knew, like, in high school, I knew college wasn't an option. I didn't want to do high school. I just didn't care for none of this shit. And I was like, yo, if I keep on this path, one of two things. I'm going to either sell the white man drugs or fight the white man war. Mm-hmm. I mean, one one pays more, but it also ends up me in a box. The other one pays all right, but I'm not in the box, given the circumstance. Given the circumstance, you know, given like, the circumstance I'm not in the box. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, nah, 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 nah. You know, you know it's crazy how I looked at it? If I die fighting a white man's war, my mother and my kids gonna get some. Gonna yo, get some I looked at my mother get paid. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, yo, like yo, one of my one one of the things, yo, and I I say this, I say this because I, I was I was teaching at a high school for a little bit too, and I was saying this, and I'm I was talking to like you know you know the ones that that are, um that actually even you know showed a little interest when I said that I was in the military, you know what I'm saying I told them I said listen right, if I was a, if I was to die in the military. My parents is getting some chicken. Or my kids gonna get some chicken. If I die out here doing some doing some bullshit, you know what they getting? Nothing. 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 You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. I ain't got no I'm I ain't got no life insurance. I ain't live. Hey you man, know? boys don't understand that that SD alive with that shit though. Yeah. Like, listen, fam, I'm paying $27 a month for half a million dollars, bro. That's my funeral coverage and my family straight. You know what? I got to say, you know what? I'm proud of us. You know why? Because technically we're breaking generational curses. Because 100%. My daughter with my purple heart that college is for. You know what I mean? Feel me? That GI Bill, I ain't going to school, so bam, you can go get another degree. Like I'm looking to buy this house. That house, I'm trying to pay that off. Yo, once my baby girl is 18, she's now starting her life at a different playing field where she just now has to maintain. You can go to we breaking that back. We're breaking that generational curse, man. Cause I ain't know about fucking credit. I ain't know. Nope. About yeah, yo. Stop. The military. And I went in young. Like I found out about it late to the game, and it's like, yo, now my daughter, she's nine years old, and now she knows how to use a debit card, how to take money, how to save, open an mm-hmm. account. And I love that because I'm like, yo, I salute my parents. You know, my mom. My dad, my dad passed away uh, when I was 15, but I salute the survival skills. But I'm like, yo, you know what? I don't want my daughter having to survive in order to maintain. Let's start at the maintaining. I've been yeah. telling you yes. like, so you can have it in your mind, but I don't need you to apply it. Like, you're starting off with both feet <clears throat> on the track instead of, yo, still putting your cleats on. Like, nah, you there. Like, I'm building that 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 credit. Giving her another source of income, like yo, you're not starting off behind the lines. Like, there's no mm-hmm. handy. So I gotta say, yo, congrats to everybody that's here. That we're breaking that. 
Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. yeah. What about you, uh, Angel? You a you a father at all? Yeah, I have two kids. I have a oh, seven year old and a nine year old. Two girls. Ooh wee. Yeah. He's, bad. He's, dang. <laughs> dang, he say seventy nine, boy. Ugh. I mean, look, I feel you, all right? I'm a, I'm a 100% girl dad, you know what I'm saying? I got a 13-year-old, and I got one that's going to be two. So, and, and Micah knows, that's my, my little my little two-year-old that took after my 12 Bravo attitude because she talked a lot of shit for being two. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> he laughed because he, we used to do the, we used, before we was doing it uh, we, from the sidelines like this, we would always do the pod at the house, and he would come over, and me and her would be whole-ass arguing, mm-hmm. knowing she really speaking gibberish, but I don't give a fuck. I was like, nah, fuck that. Don't say two words. Like, Ain't saying nothing, but I'm just like, nah, you ain't finna not today. Like, no, but it's it's just like you said though, Mark. Like, when my when my when my girls are ready to graduate high school, they're gonna have an even playing field because I'm gonna make sure. Right. Because of the benefits that we've earned from the things that we've done. And even mm-hmm. now, you know, saying my wife is going back to school and getting respiratory therapy and stuff. And I'm like, hey, I'm able to help her because at the end of the day, what are we without our support system? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to always make sure. You know, saying that my kingdom is taken care of. So if, if my wife is good and she making bread, shit, we still winning. Like, I don't give a fuck if she make more money than me. She can make six figures and I don't, I don't give a fuck. Are the bills paid? Are we surviving this life? And are the girls taken care of? That's all that matters. That's all that matters. I'm simple with it. I'm simple. I ain't got no ego when it comes to money because, you know, my money is your money and vice versa. Ain't none of that bullshit in my house. We, we you know, we share. We take care of business. That's... We should be man, like one hand washes the other. Simple. Yeah. Then you uh, you married as well, uh, Angel? Yeah, I'm married. I've been How married. To married? My wife for about we're about to hit ten years Ooh. in uh, September. We we going to we're going to Japan to celebrate our ten years. What? Yeah, boys, I'm doing it big. <laughs> yeah, hey, what man, y'all going to? Y'all going to Tokyo or where y'all going? Uh, we're gonna fly into a nearby city. Um, and then we're gonna. Stay there for a little bit, and then we're gonna go to Disney and hit up all the attractions around there. That's on my list. Ready? I want to go to I want to go to Disney in Japan. That is actually on. My, I'm actually planning on we're gonna take our first Disney cruise next year. I'm already gonna get that. So if y'all ain't checked it out though, fellas, the military discounts on Disney cruises a one, a one. Listen, see, I no, do, no, I, I, I I'm not even playing regular cruises. I know I do. Oh. The, I, we do those, but the Disney cruises I, I got kids. I want to yeah. make you can you can drop I, your kids oh. off for childcare and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 regular, yeah. You, mark, you know, you know me. You know I do my cruise. Hey, yeah. Y'all got the fucking um, y'all this uh, y'all veterans card. No, I need. Yeah, this. I still got a regular old fashioned cack for now. So yo, I ain't this got veterans, this veterans I, card. We talking about the the, the brown one, huh? I ain't got none of them. The only reason why I can prove that I'm a veteran is my DD two fourteen. <laughs> hey man, that's that's a, that is a document that you need. That is the key. This yeah. one I said that big over. Yeah, that, that look that that's a veterans card. Retired. You get, yo, how you get that? Well, I got where I got to talk to you to get that, man. Uh, <laughs> you should have been able to get one from the VA. Yeah, nah, nah, not the VA. Um, um, go to go 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 to um the Coast Guard office in um in Bayonne. The shit that's right behind my house. Yep. You're right there. Go around the corner. He's like, man, that hole in my backyard, and I ain't even know, oh, bro. Like, yeah, go to, go there. You you tell them you want you want the you want you want the ID. Show them you know the power identification. They will they will set you up. Yeah, I think say I think say retired, huh? How long did it take to get? 
Bro, how long did it take you to get to your cat car right there? They did it right there. Yeah, they they put that shit out on site. No, it's because it's the same thing if you was to get married and go on post and put your your wife in deer. They print the car out the same day. And they laminate that hoe. I'm about to go down the street and do that shit tomorrow. And you can still use that hoe to get on post and go to the class six. Yes, sir. Get that alcohol. I think my thing tell me tell me I can go to um I can go to MWR, the commissary, the unlimited exchange, all that. I, I got, I got, I got hey, access. Like lifetime privileges right there. Man, 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 lifetime man, privileges. Man, no, no. <laughs> but if, but if I decide to move down south to a red state that can, where I can maximize, where I can maximize my, uh, <laughs> my thing, bro, I can do it. Real talk, bro. No, Real I know talk. what you're talking about. I'm dying because I know what you're I talking just, about. Yo. I'm, 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 free I'm, game, like, by the way. Free game. <laughs> yo, for real, for real. Like you just gotta. I want to move to Georgia, man. But like I saw the teachers getting paid like thirty thousand or some shit. They getting paid like shit. Okay. Yeah. In Jersey, it. We listen. Now they've renegotiated our contract right now. Oh, me too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's progressively getting better in Texas for the teachers. Like it, it's been, it's been kind of going that route, but it, it's starting to level out. It's in a couple of districts, but we have some other ones where teacher they got so much they their turnover is so bad because they're underpaid and you know then you're dealing with somebody's fucking ass kids all day and you know <laughs> you know you're not and you, you know how I feel about it, Michael. You already yo, know how this is. People don't realize that, Joe. People don't realize that the kids that you have at home are not the same kids that that no facts. But then, and, but then, don't let them get in trouble because then they act like, "Oh, my baby is superstar. Don't do no wrong." No, your little asshole of a kid, yo, yo, real was doing trouble. this. We had a parent. We had a parent today that 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 was that 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 almost wanted to fight another student because you know because his son comes to the car crying, saying that people trying to jump him, but he missed out the part that he was starting with the other people, and nobody tried to jump him, but they just wasn't going to stand there and let you talk crazy to them. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's, yeah. it's like it's like yo, y'all can't y'all, y'all can't do that because. You won't like people. It was yo earlier this year, right when I started teaching, a school had a brawl and some parent bought a gun, and now that parent went to jail. Yo, listen, Lincoln. Nah, bro, it wasn't even that Lincoln, bro. I was, I was, I was at Lincoln though. I was there, but it wasn't that Lincoln. It was at, it was at the middle school. But you gotta think about it, right? Now, your parent, that parent is dealing with legal issues. Next As week, they those, should be next, yeah. But next week, those those kids, they friends again. Mm-hmm. Yep. You you get what I'm saying? Y'all that friends make no sense. Y'all friends, but but this this parent, this parent that y'all done drug into the nonsense. That parent you know was gonna get beat the fuck up. That's what was gonna happen. Yo, man. Remember all it those crimes? I'm a detective that gotta go investigate. You gotta go shit. do all that. Yeah. Like, yo, it, I hear stuff, and I just have to be. I'm like. You, 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 no, like you got no, no, like make it make sense, yes, yes, make it make sense, yes. (laughs) Like, 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 we we on this story time, so I, I, so, so check this shit out, Glenn. You're gonna appreciate this shit. So, I'm so I'm a head track coach at one of these schools, and I'm at track practice, and I'm I'm doing my normal thing. And one of of my kids is, is a bit of a this is the generation where the short kids are the bullies and the big kids are the softies, and that shit don't make no sense. But, so, so we had practice, and all of a sudden, you know, saying practice, Ian, we finish everything up, and he, this kid, look, you know, saying, look, kid comes running out. Hey, 
coach, coach, somebody pissed in my locker. And I'm like, wait, what? I was like, how do you know it was pee? He's like, because I can smell it. And I'm like, bro, you got to be kidding. So I, so I walk in there and I look and I'm talking about backpack, clothes, everything, shoes, covered in piss. I was like, shit. All right. So I call my boss. I'm like, hey, I need you to call the SLO. I need you to check the cameras. So find out is one of the kids that was on the track team that quit the track team, but he was the little kid was trying to bully the bigger kid. So we had to bring them all to the school the next day. And the mom just went like apeshit, like, my son would never do no this, that, and the other, la, 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 all this shit. And I'm like, ma'am, he was the only kid in the locker room. And what in the world would prompt him to piss on somebody's locker? Like, like, come like, on, man. Like, who else, who else did it? Because like, the camera shows him walking in and walking you, out. You, 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 like, you let the intrusive thoughts win. But, but, like, I can't, I can't accept that. I can't no. accept that you let the intrusive thoughts win. Like, because now you know when, you know when violated, you know when violated this person, like, yeah. And I'm like, don't what? get me wrong. In my mind, I'm laughing my ass off because that little kid deserved to get his shit pissed on. But I can't in the moment, you know, saying so you got to be a professional. You got to be, you know, what it is, what it is. But I was like, hey, man, he just, because he was just being a little asshole to everybody. I was like, I'm glad somebody got his ass. But I was just, bl I was blown away that the parent was so defensive because she just thought she had the most innocent boy on the planet. And I'm like, really? Have you seen this kid's track record? I got the office referrals in a file to prove your son <laughs> got a hell of a track record. And then two weeks later, he got into a fight. And ended up getting like suspended all the stuff. I mean, yeah, but your baby a superstar mm -hmm. though, right? Yeah, okay. Yo, I've had like I've had kids like because when they when you when they get arrested, if there's no juvenile detective, if I'm on call, I'll uh, process the arrest. And you'll have a kid in a cell, and um, I tell the kid all the time, like, listen, man, I'm a prime example of it ain't too fucking late because when I was 17, I was in the same position, handcuffed to a goddamn cell, and I'm telling you, bro. The way I'm living now, you'll believe I was a big-ass fucking kid. But you'll have the parents come, and they'll look at me as if I'm completely wrong about their kid. I'm like, you do realize he's in here. I, I didn't just pick your kid out of a lineup. Just say, you know what, today, I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to be an asshole to Marquise today. No. <laughs> I, because it's, but they That's look at you with an attitude as if you did something. And, like, the crazy part about it, yo, when I talk to some of these kids, a lot of this shit can be avoided if their parents just get them some fucking attention, yo. And I'm oh, like, open. I'm saying, yeah. home training is a lost art. I'm chopping <laughs> it up with this kid in this damn cell. And I'm like, yo, bro, he's like, yo, how old are you? I'm like, yo, I'm 32. But now we just talking about the fucking, um, about Dragon Ball Super. I mean, I already processed, I'm waiting for the county to come pick him up. And I'm talking to him about Dragon Ball Super. And I'm like, man, I got my phone. I'm like, man, I remember this was like Dragon Ball Z. Then we had Dragon Ball. And like, he ain't know nothing about it. And I'm sitting here chopping it up with this kid, this badass, thug-ass kid. I'm like, yo, fam, how you not know about Comic-Con? Like, you ain't never played a Dragon Ball Z Budokai games? Like, nah, he ain't played Budokai, Tenkaichi, none of that, hey, bro. He don't know. I'm showing him all of this shit. Budokai. Like, <laughs> 
He ain't know nothing. So he didn't even know about Dragon Ball GT, like none of that. Yo, he ain't know nothing. Oh man, bro, you you, you can't you can't jump to Super and be like, oh, I only seen Super Saiyan Blue, bro. You gotta see yo. all the transformations, the fusions, like, bro, you missing. But you missing long hair Super Saiyan three, like you missing everybody. When I can't, when I that was my favorite. Is and everything that I be having in the cells, yo, it's the product of our youth, and it's like yo, these parents ain't parenting. Like I just sat here and had a conversation with this kid that people feel like, oh, you can't even talk to him because he's just such. I'm sitting here chopping it up, and we have like theses and theories of who would win in a fight, and he's giving valid reasons. Like, no, nah, this kid ain't fucking bad. He ain't slow. He ain't got no attention. None. Or like, yo, you know, you know, it's another thing though. Some of these kids don't, they don't, they don't have nothing to do. Yeah. And I yo, yeah. And, yeah. yo, ever since ever since I was young, my parents used to tell me, you know, I I always uh, say idle hands is the devil's work or something like some something yeah. like that. You know, what I'm saying things, you know, some 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 along those lines. You know, like <laughs> my parents from the Caribbean, so I got I I, I live in parables. <laughs> You know, like you know what I'm saying? One piece better. <laughs> but um That's cool. but like but like you know, some 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 of them like they don't they don't um they don't have nothing to do. Like growing up, remember we, we always had the boys club, we can go yeah. play basketball here, you know, it was free, free recreation, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was you ain't had to pay to play football. Now you gotta pay for everything up here. They want you they yeah. want you to pay every day to go to the to go to the pools, you know what I'm saying? What happened to the, what happened to the, 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 the families with multiple kids that can't pay to go to the pool every day? So what happened? They exactly. can't they can't they can't go swimming. And that's you know like, what I'm saying that like you just be it just be that's the one thing I hate. So like with me, it was like, yo, you know what? I ended up moving to Bayonne. Mm -hmm. I moved to one of the nicer complexes, but it's like, yo, my daughter, her uncle, he young, you know what I mean? I tell him and his friends, I'm like, yo, y'all come up here. Mm -hmm. I'll go get some steaks. I get some. I get a little couple, couple uh, lobster tails, steaks, lamb chop. We just get food. Just put it on the grill. We go by the pool. They see the little honeys out here. They chill. But it's like, yo, let me get y'all something to do rather than y'all just being in the hood getting in the hood stupid. doing something getting something stupid. Yeah. But they don't even do nothing stupid. I don't even want them around the hood because people will see them getting money and feel like, oh, well, we gotta fuck with them. We gotta target them. Mm -hmm. it's yeah, is that and it's all the out yeah, of boredom, being there, just by being in the hood in the wrong, you know, saying the wrong uniform, Wait, walk drive by and be like, "Oh, what they over there doing?" You exactly. know, you see a group of them together, and they could be just bullshitting. Like when we was younger, you see a circle of us usually we'd be over there freestyling or we roasting each other, yep. you know, saying. But nowadays, you drive by like, "Hey man, what they doing?" Oh, let me go pull up over there real quick. Let me see what they over there doing. They ain't really ain't doing shit, but but you fucking with them because they grouped up. Yeah, man, I I hate that. I like I hate how Jersey City's become. It's because like yo, the youth ain't. Got enough over so like for me, some of the guys that's on the block that I know, I'm like, yo, y'all trying to go to the, let's go to the bowl now, They're like, yo, let's let's mm -hmm. put some money up. And then once you start throwing money in there, they come into the lanes. But I much get real competitive. Yeah, like, nah, it, 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 they want to kind of a chance to make some money. What you, you say? What you what what once money once once you feel like you know get some money, it's an opportunity to make so, some money. And I, alley, bro, I see the dudes, they know I'm a cop, but you know, I'm always that cool. They know, yo, that's Officer Mac. Yo, he cool, he let me mm -hmm. go slide. Like, I always show love and shit. So, as soon as I come in the land, if I see one of them, I'm like, boy, you don't want none of this. So, I was like, yo, what's up? OG, you trying to put money on it? I'm like, yo, no, you don't want this work, but I love y'all not out here in the hood just 
just letting society dictate who the hell you are. Nah, you come to the lanes, man. That's like that's like how it is. Like I try, I try, I try to build that same kind of rapport with the students. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, but the thing, the thing that get me, yo, they like call me an old head, and I, I just don't like that. They like, hey yo, hey yo, Mr. Martin, yo, hey, yo you old, you old son, don't come out here. You gonna play? You gonna play basketball? You gonna do this and that? All right, bro. So I get out there and I spank you. Then what? Cause you old, OG. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you old now. But you, you got to put them on, Mike, because you got some funny ass stories from the fucking from the CIS <laughs> days with them fuck ass kids, bro. <laughs> you know, them kids tell you all the time, "Hey, you old, Joe, you old." I right, come on, we gonna play right now. If I play you, if I if I play you one on one, I play you one on one, I beat you. I don't want to hear nothing else. I tell you to do what you got. I tell you to do something. You got to do it. I, 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 we can do it. And then I spank them. And then it's, and then it's, let's, let's run it back. <laughs> nah, nah, we not playing again. <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't a part of the deal. My knee hurt. My knee hurt now. I know you see this. I know you see this, know you see this big ass knee brace. Come on. That's why you won't play again. Nah, I leave see. Me, leave me alone. Bro. I got about three games in me. Fourth game, bro. My arms start hurting. Bro, listen. I, t- I tell them like, yo, look, look, we'll play, we'll play two ball all day, right? You know, uh, y'all, y'all people from Texas, two ball. That's a basketball. That's a, that's a. Oh, uh, we know what two ball is. We play it. We, we, oh, we, we, I, highly, I, we highly familiar with two ball. Is, okay, okay. Because you know, nah, nah. Because when I, I went to the military, uh, a lot of people in different states don't, you know, they don't, they don't know something gay, or they probably call it something different. Uh, yeah, they not cool like, so like, 21. So like, yeah, like, like, we'll shoot. I, I, I shoot, I shoot around with you. You don't doing all that, but then you want to start playing two on twos and three yeah. on threes. That's a little bit too much moving for me. <laughs> <laughs> you get me? And 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 then you know, play like when I was when I was at the high school, I I, I refused to play any high schooler one on one. That's not happening. That's not happening. You a little bit too close to your prom, and you're not about to. You, these, these kids like like making people going viral. You don't never know somebody. You'll never know when the somebody recording. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All you see, all you see is a video. You know what I'm saying? You might be you know, sitting in class. TikTok famous off getting yammed on one time. <laughs> you know what I'm Posterized, man. That whole got ten thousand likes. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Martin got crossed at lunch. You saw that? Next uh, thing, uh, next you, now you ain't, you ain't see it. Airdrop. It's airdrop everywhere. Is. Hey yo, Mr. Mr. Mar, your legs all right? Nah, your face all right? I'm about to beat you up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, stay they cover that. Like these kids, these kids are ruthless, yo. They ruthless. That's why, like, if I play them, I'm not giving them no chance to, you know what I'm saying? Act like you can stand with me because no, these kids harsh. Mm-hmm. Oh look, here this motherfucker go. Hold on, look, he don't listen. The way your ankle set up, dog. You might be a soccer player, but you sure about to get crossed up fucking with me. Listen, I got crossed up by a soccer player. I don't want to go that Listen, soccer, soccer players, soccer players got boing. Bro, hey, on the basketball like, court, that boing like, ain't gonna do much for you unless you unless you got good hands. Man. And they don't use their hands very much. So I got crossed up. <laughs> I never forget senior year on Ferris Field. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, it can't. I'm like, yo, it ain't no way in hell. Soccer that hard. Soccer can't be that hard. <laughs> and my boy is, we had, uh, 
I played it, so I know. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, soccer ain't no joke. I played with them yeah. Afghans over there, boy. Them, them boys, that's all they do is play soccer right. in that motherfucker. The worst crossover I ever received was when the soccer player hit me with an in and out. I had never had to defend that before. Yeah, the little, oh, he hit, you, oh. he hit you with that messy one time. The, the little, yeah, little, no. bro, bro, I'm telling you. What dude told me he was like, "Listen, you can use your hands and try to get the ball." I'm like, "Oh no, nah, I'm good. I'm good." Nah, that's, that was, <laughs> look, you knew that was a setup. You knew that was a setup from the jump. Like, if you that confident, I'm good, baby. I'm good. Yeah, I don't. Nah, I'm just gonna, he, I'm just gonna like, trip you. Fuck it. I'm, I'm not. Must, even, he, we're not going down. Be, I'm just gonna trip be, you. Fuck it. He must be obviously with his feet. Boy, boy. <laughs> That boy gonna be hot sauce from and one back then over there. He gonna hit you with some stupid shit. And then the crazy part about it was that I thought he was. I thought like seeing him in the hallway and everything. I thought I'm like, yo, it's a black dude on the on soccer team. I'm like it's a black dude. And even though he's Afro Latino, he's more Latino than anything. I didn't expect him to have the accent. I just thought he was just one of the one of the brothers. Know, the black. Dude. <laughs> and I heard him. I'm like. I thought you was Tyrone from around the way. I mean, it's no way I did <laughs> But when I found out that you, 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 you sneaky little bastard, I like you. Boy. He set your ass all the way up. Oh, bro. you went to Ferris. Yeah. So yes. Now think uh, about it. Uh, oh shit! He yeah, like he set you all the way up. He yeah. looked like one of the average brothers from around the way. I, he just, I thought he was just a different clique. So I'm like, yo, that boy hit you with that big poppy type poppy. shit. Big poppy look black than a motherfucker. Oh, that motherfucker straight yeah. Dominican, Bruh. And, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, he doing dirt. I'm like, yo, it ain't that. I'm like, yo, it can't be that hard, bro. He's like, well, you can use your hands. I'm like, nah, okay. I'm gonna do yeah, it nah, regular. Bro. I'm gonna try, <laughs> boy. I had on fucking what's that? The, uh, the Dennis Robbins. Those shits used to be heavy as hell, mm -hmm. bro. This motherfucker was had me dragging my feet all across this dock. I'm like, yeah, fam, you got it. Hey, it's wrong <laughs> sport to be toe tapping, dog. Uh, <laughs> you got it, homeboy. My oh, so we getting to that kind of that point of the show. I wanna, I wanted to finish off with this particular part just because I'm. We got a lot of different. I ain't gonna say errors, but different. Different experiences. So I want to talk about leadership. That's 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 where I want to go. I want to because mm. we we've all we, we all most of us come from combat arms or combat support. So we've heard this in the last mm, let's say ten years. Toxic mm. leadership. Yeah. Toxic leadership and how much it's literally changed from from the eighties to the nineties to the two thousands to the two thousand tens and even now you know saying me I'm not saying I'm a, even now being an NCO in, in the twenty twenties. Like being a leader these days is so it's first of all, it's extremely difficult because yeah, you absolutely. say the wrong thing. You say the wrong thing and you fuck around and might lose your shit. Yo but back yeah. then, boys was putting them hands on you. You know what I'm saying? If you decide, oh you are oh, you want are oh, you big? Hey, we can go hit the wood line real quick though. Like I I, like, I prefer that per personally. I, I hey look, because if I, I tell them like this, I said we got two ways we can go about this. We go hit this wood line or I can take money from you. What you want to do? Like, um, like because yeah, if I gotta take money from you, I'm gonna I hate paperwork. But if you I'm make gonna... me do paperwork, I promise it's gonna be thorough. Yeah, like <laughs> see, like um when I was in the military, like uh we spoke about it earlier, but um I didn't I, I didn't serve with any females like directly in you know um in my platoon or anything and, and when I was a sergeant, right? So you know I didn't I didn't I didn't have to I didn't have to deal deal with anything like that. So the soldiers I was dealing with, you know, I was you know, cursing, cursing at them and, you know, things like that. And at a point, 
I kind of, I kind of, you know, asked, you know, some of the other SEOs if, if I was going to, if I was going a little bit too, you know, too, too hard on them, you know, and it was like, listen, man, we're in combat, we're in combat, you train them to kill, they being pussies. <laughs> and, and, you know, right now, <laughs> society, nah, son, if, if, if I was secretly taping him, like he kind of would have walked right into that. Like it was kind of crazy, but you know, certain areas of life, you kind of you you kind of need you kind of need you know uh, a, a stern hand. But you gotta find you gotta is you gotta find that right that right um, mix between being stern and you know still helping help helping them maintain their dignity. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I guess you could say, you know what I'm saying? Because I felt like my leadership didn't give a fuck about my dignity. <laughs> you get me? Yeah, and, no, I, and, yeah, I got you. And, you know, it was cool because it probably worked for me. You know what I'm saying? It probably, it probably, it probably worked for me because I wasn't coddled in the in the um in in life. You get me? So them, so 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 them being dickheads. Was it, it 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 didn't it didn't really bother me too much, but, which I think we also have to remember that you know remember when we went in, like most of us are like around oh eight oh uh yeah I came in oh seven yeah so mm-hmm. oh eight oh seven we're at war with Iraq mm-hmm. we're at war with Afghanistan mm-hmm. um fucking in what oh eight. Saddam got captured. Yep. 20... 2010 is when they got him. When they got um, was it Osama? Right, Osama. They got him in ten. No, 16. eleven. They got, they got, no, it was eleven. Got, it was eleven. They got him in yeah. eleven. They got him. Yeah, because that's that's I when was... that's right. That's when Obama came out with that with that with that gangster walk. Matter of fact, Glenn, you were there when they, uh, when he was captured. No, oh, I, was I, there, I was there in twelve. I was twelve thirteen. Oh, you talking about Glenn was there? Me. Yeah. Listen, oh, I would no, I wouldn't. I was going. I was going to tell the story. I was going to tell the story about when they got that boy. <laughs> Uh, so oh. before we get into story time, um, so Andrew, your your experience when it comes to you being a leader and then the leaders that you you've encountered on your way up to becoming that leader. Yeah. So yeah, um, man, with leadership, that's a good that's a good topic, you know. Um, what I've noticed coming through the ranks, you, you got to have a tool bag full of, of different leadership styles, you know, because like, like some bag, soldiers, yeah. you can tell them, you can tell them like, hey, this was going on, you know, shit, you know make a positive impact share your influence um and build them up and like if they mess up you can talk to them. so some soldiers you can talk to them like hey you know have them adjust but then there's some that you gotta you gotta put you gotta pull something out your tool bag like no like they just don't get it um and that can be because of many things you know their background their upbringing um and, and i think uh i think a lot of i think some leadership don't understand that that you can't you can't be this hardcore person with everyone you know like sometimes, yeah, you gotta adjust, but you gotta figure out what works for that individual, you know. Um, being in combat arms, so I was in both sides. I was in combat arms, and then I was also uh, forty-two alpha human resources. So I got to see both sides, and forty-two alpha side super chill, you know, especially in the guard, first in the bases. But when you're in combat arms, rank rank really matter, you know. You got the E ones. Mm-hmm. You got the E1 sweeping the line, you know, cleaning up your artillery, making sure, you know, all the vehicles are locked, secure, starting it up, getting the BFTs loaded, 
all that good stuff. But like when you look at the HR side, it's like everyone's, you know, there's a, the rank structure ain't really there. It's super lax, super chill, but there's a reason for it, you know, especially in combat arms. You're like, you know, you're not in the office. Your life, you know, you go out on the gun line, out war and stuff. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's, that's um, one, one mistake away from live being lost. Exactly. And I think, too, um, with leadership, there's you got some generation gaps. So, like, what I mean by that is, like, us younger uh, soldiers, you know, enlisted officer, whatever, whatever it may be, we don't share the same views as, like, the E9s and the, and the star majors and the, the two or three star generals. That's a different generation, you know, on, on, on how um, they get things done, you know. And I think that's where I, I and there is there is toxic leadership in the military. I, I, I truly do believe that. I, but I do think sometimes it gets confused, like on with different generations that come through the military. Like one big thing in the army back then, you can't put your arm, your hands in your pocket, right? But like mm-hmm. the newer generation, like why the fuck does that matter? Like who cares if you got your hand? The Air Force can do it. Why can't we do it? Hey, like, what the fuck? Hey man, built in uh, hand warmers, though. <laughs> yeah, but I think a lot of it's generational, um, you know, and different beliefs, different upbringing. So. Yeah, I, I can definitely speak on that because I mean I've seen it. You know, what I'm saying coming in in 07, most of my most of my platoon sergeants was in that initial push for Iraq. So I mean, boys was downrange 04, 05, 06. So when I came in, you know, what I'm saying in combat arms, like I said, and Mark and Glenn know about this. If if my if my NCOs every other word wasn't fuck, I ain't really fuck with you because I knew when the word fuck came out your mouth, something serious was happening. Like that's that was how we knew. That's how we knew when that line was getting close, like the the respect was always there. But like when he wanted something done, the word fuck came in and it was weird. I don't know how combat arms specifically, we have mastered the art of using the word fuck in three different methods. Yeah. To get our point across, we can use that hoe in the nicest way possible. Or we could be sitting there, me, all four of us sitting there drinking, telling the story and we could be dropping fuck in the nicest way possible. And boys be like, man, this man just said fuck 12 times in a matter of two minutes. But that shit makes sense. (laughs) You want to see how fucked up we are to society? Just go, just imagine us, us, just imagine us going all together, going to Walmart, right? And I yell across, let's say, y'all few eyes down, y'all in the meat section. I'm like, yo, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to go get the donkey dick. It's a funnel like you use in your car to put the, the all the liquids in. We just call it. Oh. It's the yeah, nozzle. Yeah. But it's, it's the nozzle it's, you put on a gas can to put the to put the uh the fuel in I the got it. Yeah. So it's the simple shit that we have in the military that'll fuck people up. Just that right there. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait a donkey dick, what? Like I thought I just came in at a bad time. I was like, the hell going on here? No, I got I got caught up the other day. I sent someone down. I was like, yeah, go to the left. The latrine's right there. They were like, what's what's the latrine? Oh, I'm like, bathroom. (laughs) 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 Everything, you know, uh like or when you start talking acronyms today, they'd be like, huh? You're like, oh shit, hold on, let me translate. My bad. Yeah, right. You know, you say things like, you know, uh, yo, old dog dirty, you gotta be up. You know what I'm saying? It's like 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 Old Dark Dirty, like, well, like, what time is that? It's not a specific time. It's early as fuck. It's not. It's just early as fuck. Your ass better be up before the sun come up. That's what the fuck that means. Matter of fact, let's get there now. Like, like, let's just go. Fuck it. Yeah, it's just like, yo, it's like certain things 
you say like nut the butt and people like wait whoa, whoa. <laughs> and that thing man that should sound like i ain't gonna say the word that it used to say but they say it sound a certain they say it sounds sus let's play let's use the generations word and i'm like well <laughs> that's how i know you didn't go to basic training because you ain't standing that child line when the drill sergeant said all right i need everybody nut the butt you ain't know what that meant that meant my toes <laughs> you get touching your ankles and that tray was right here yeah. That, yo, you know what I'm saying? If you like, yo, or you listen, just shut up, stand in line, do what you gotta do. Everything, every, oh, 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 now I gotta, you gotta have a rebuttal for everything. Shut the yeah, fuck bro, up. The, I always <laughs> call it the, um, I call it the butt why generation. And I'm like, bro, it's not a butt why, it's because the fuck I said it. Because I fucking said it. Yeah, yes. So, like, I seen this shit. So, so, you know, you know, they took like the shark attacks and shit away, right? Wow. So so check this shit out. I went to I went to Fort Leonard Wood back in 2016 for a school mm-hmm. and we was eating in the defect and I was watching the kids for basic and shit go through and they got to go in there and they got to walk a certain path like they can't go any other way. No deviation from the path whatsoever. So this and Mike are going to laugh because he going to when I say this term, I say this term a lot and that's where I got it from. So this this private walks the wrong way and this drill sergeant gets up and says, hey. Where the fuck are you going? He's like, I, I don't know, Drew. So I say, hey, hey, turn around, go the right way. And every time you step, I need you to say rerouting until you find your place. And he walked <laughs> around rerouting, rerouting. And he had everybody in the defect start yelling rerouting. <laughs> so I took that that day. I was like, bro, that's going in my tool bag. So when I'm coaching and I talk to my kids and I'm like a receiver running wrong, I said, oh, let me get your GPS rerouting, wasn't it? Yeah, and then the kids think oh, that shit funny as hell. Did we talk about the knife hand? Bro, on a football field, if I hit this knife hand, everybody parts because they know exactly who the fuck I'm pointing at. Yes. Like, I ain't never seen 120 kids go. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, who are you talking to? I'm talking to you. You know who you're yeah, talking to me? No, me. I'm talking to the, no, I'm talking to the doofus hey, behind you. Yeah, I'm talking hey, to you. Guy. Hey, guy. Hey, guy. Right? Hey, guy. Hey, oh. hey, buddy. Hey, come here, guy. Or come here, you. Fuck me. I don't have a name right? on Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, oh, oh fuck, fuck me. my right? <laughs> They think we fucking crazy when we talk like that, but that's how the fuck we came up. So yeah. like they don't, you know, some people get it, some people don't. But you know what's my you know, favorite? Y'all get it. I do this shit to my daughter all the time. Like it'd be perfect example. Like her mom, like yo, I'm gonna need you to stop by the house early in the morning. I'm like, what happened, yo? She dragging her ass, getting ready for the pool, <laughs> and you just get there and they start putting a little pep in their step. Well, how about that? Yeah, how about that? How about, mm-hmm. how about that? So how about I hit my I hit my teenager with the old drill sergeant method. So I go in there, I turn the light on, and I leave, and I wait. So I'm like, you know, I go in there first off, hey, hey, it's time to get up. You know what I'm saying? It's time to go to school. And like, uh, okay. Like, bet. I'm going to walk out. That's the last time I'm being nice. I walk out. I count to about 30. No longer in there. Hey! <laughs> Pop up, throw that blanket off. I said, look, your bus going to be here in 15 minutes, and you better be on it. Yo, I hit my you daughter. best believe that ass outside at 12 minutes. I hit my daughter with the yo, you got 30 seconds. Shoes on 29, 28. 30 seconds. Bro, start counting down. Boys start moving like this. 28, 14, blue, the Batman symbol. Get the fuck up and get out. Let's go. Yo, Let's go. I, have, I have fun. I have fun with them uh at, at the school. Like we just went over. Um, we did a, a fitness unit because I couldn't get them to get their shit together. So, you know, like, yo, we doing push-ups and sit-ups all week. And then we having a test on push-ups and sit-ups next week. So they're like, you're like, like, what do you mean? Like, we doing push-ups and sit-ups this week. I said, we practicing. 
We're gonna we gonna <laughs> we gonna do push-ups today, we're gonna do sit-ups tomorrow, and push-ups after that, and then sit-ups after that. So they come in, you know, on a sit-up day, and Mr. Mar, you my arms hurt, my arms hurt. A good thing we're doing sit-ups today. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and then you know, and just trying to build character, you know, and um guys I tell them I, t- I, t- I said uh push-ups help build character, help build character. Mm-hmm. I'm saying yeah, I did that. Uh, I did it to my football kids before they had pissed me off one day and then like the push-ups wasn't working and the up downs wasn't working. I said, you know what? I'm gonna introduce y'all to something new. Front back goes. Mm. Oh okay. and we and we and I said, look, but I'm gonna do y'all a favor. Y'all take your helmet off first. Take your helmet off, but you leaving everything else on but take your helmet off. Uh-huh. Boy, we did front back goes for seven minutes, and they thought the world was fucking ending. Shit. They, I'm like, bro, we're about to end. Hey, and look, they lucky I didn't go dying cockroaches after that because I showed thought about it. <laughs> yo, like yo, I want coach, I want coach, I want coach football so bad, yo. But like, that's what I'm t- um, we got four, we got two ID and fourth ID in the building tonight. That's what I'm talking about. Uh yo, uh, um, I took a coaching class, you know, um, because you know, um, my my um my uh major was phys ed. Okay. Right, so you know, coaching was one of was one of the classes I had to take, and you know they 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 told us that we can't we can't use physical activity for punishment. Right. Okay. You right. So it. like so like we can't like you know you're not supposed to make them do push-ups for punishment. That's you know what I'm saying? Point. And like I'm like man, yo, like that's what they need. That's what they yo. You know. You know how 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 a lot of my stuff got through my head in basic training, because I was through dead. pushing earth, push ups, the moving dirt. Yo, moving the earth, helping the earth rotate. And see, look, so I bet, so look, Angel Mark Lynn, y'all ever had his day in basic where y'all got smoked indoors, and the drill sergeant said, "We're gonna keep doing this shit to the wall." If you ain't never made the wall sweat inside, yeah, bro, what you gonna, gonna say? What you gonna say? You can't smoke a rock. Yeah, can't smoke me, can't smoke rock. I right, bet, but these walls I don't make sweat. that rock. I make that rock sweat. <laughs> My girlfriend told me he was like, "No, fuck that." He's like, "Open the windows." He's in a barracks. He's like, "Y'all gonna do push-ups into outside sweat?" I'm like, "Nigga, what?" Oh yeah. <laughs> huh? Right, listen, Drosar no. tells Drosar tells yo, listen, we doing this until I get tired. Oh yeah, I'm done. That was a horrible I fucking say, day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's they go. played a they they did us like that. They got a, they did a tag team match on us one time, and they had um while we was inside getting smoked, another one was outside in the pit with the water hose wetting up the yard. And they say, "All right, y'all got ten seconds to get outside, bro. We low crawling fifty meters yeah. in the muddy water." Yeah. All right, now y'all go back inside. Fuck the whole barracks up. They said, "All right, yeah. and y'all got, got a, y'all got an hour to get this shit clean, yeah. and we're gonna do this shit all over again." Boy, you have to do the uniform was... drills? Oh, boy, we played dress-up. Oh, we played dress-up. We played dress-up at zero Inside, three. Hey, you got, you got three minutes to come back out here in your ACU top, your Class A bottoms, your PT shoes, uh-huh. and your green socks. Bro, motherfuckers had us doing exercising with a pro mask on. Boy, hey, if you ain't never done look, but before the elevation I'm training mask, boys are using the pro mask like a motherfucker. Yo, this is torture, yo. This is torture that, that, we, that we went through. No, but bro, yo, boys don't get I'm it. You, I'm telling you, I needed it. It was the best, it was the best moments of my life, though, because Absolutely. just like just like Glenn talked about, I needed that to become the man I am today. Facts. I needed those type of we're gonna call them reality checks. 
Yeah. I got because, them. like, you go back now, like, think about it now, right? It's 2023, and we laughing about this shit. Because in the moment, we was like, man, it's some bullshit. But we go back and think, like, bro, that shit was actually funny as hell. Like, all right, you got two minutes. You come down in your gray APFU shirt with your Class A top on, with your beret on, with your pro mask on. Look, oh, there we go. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Look, somebody didn't turn some shit in for CIF. Right? <laughs> where, where's CIF oh. at? We had these. We had these in Korea, right? See, he knows. Ooh, yeah, he, look, I, I hated. Look, three, three, one, three. No, I hated them all. Run. Look, I still hate running. I don't <laughs> like running to this day. And they gonna make us do a company run tomorrow, bro. One hundred and eighty-one fucking people, dog. Bring, bring that back up. No, that vest. Let me see. I got something for you, my boy. You hold that. <laughs> he got the vest. He got the vest with the info on it, dog. Listen, all of that. Because yo, we get out there, and that's how if you get lost, that's how we know. You that's find you, that orange vest. That's how they know where you at. Look, but they don't know about the different colors of PT belts we had to wear: yellow, blue, red, yellow, green. Um, oh, if you an NCO, you wear green. If you an officer, you wear this, bro. Just yeah. give me a goddamn belt. And then what we used to call them, uh, sniper sniper belts. <laughs> what y'all know about it? Oh, Ooh. hey, I still got hey. that in the storage unit. Don't what play. I know about it. I still got that. That's the what high speed PTs right there. Hey, only only the ones who pass PT at basic are wearing them. Everybody else is still wearing the marshmallows when I went through. Uh, <laughs> all the all the fat bodies were still rocking the damn sweats, the sweatsuit after that shit. Boy, I go throw the shorts on. Oh, not the top. Look at that. No, this not this not even the ACU top though. Look, this is fancy. So this this the, this the upgraded right. jacket. In case y'all ain't never seen it, that's the upgraded jacket. You know what I'm saying? It's black, black and yellow. Upgraded jacket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you ain't hey, my, me on mine like that. Mine like that got camouflage underneath. So when I flash with the flashlight, oh yeah, feel me? Yeah. Oh, that's what you got. That's what you got. Oh, this 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 the marshmallow top. This one come with the um with the bottom. Yeah. In Korea, in Korea, this what we wore in the cold. Oh, so that's part of the uh the Michelin Man suit uh unit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, I when you I went to that, Afghanistan, bro, I mailed I mailed that, that, that bitch home. Hey, I didn't yo, even take it out of hey, plastic. Yo, I mailed that whole thing back home. I was like, it ain't that serious. Hey, yo, sorry, yo. We, we got we got airborne on the chat. We gotta show we gotta show some we gotta show some uh respect for airborne. Hey, ain't no wrong Mr. with that. Bragg, Mr. Bragg over there. He's all fixed the hat. He's 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 oh. he's so he's so the double A airborne. <laughs> I ain't mad at it. Look, I didn't I didn't jump out of a perfect no, air, I airplane, but I did give I, I did go air assault, so I do do the same out of helicopters. Air assault, air assault, air assault, air assault. You know, hey, look, left foot, left foot, left foot. You know, if you've been to the school, you know. But so that right there, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know where Mark disappeared off to. He dropped a smoke canister on us one time, but uh, <laughs> he went to go grab something else. He, he went to go grab some fuck shit. But uh, that oh, not the look. <laughs> Don't be, we're, not gonna be, we're not gonna be John Morant tonight. We are not gonna be oh, John bro. Morant tonight. <laughs> oh, this man went with the oh, you BDU. <laughs> that boy got the BDU smoker jacket on. What's up? <laughs> I go get him. I go get a motherfucking Newport right now. Who want to see me? Tree line. What's up? Yeah. It ain't even. Look, he like that for real. Yo, who want to go to the tree line right now? What's up, yeah. baby? Like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna blend in, and all you are gonna see is his hook coming. Come on, baby. Like, don't do like, it. It be like that. But no, that was that was fantastic, um, fellas. I completely, I appreciate y'all coming on. Today was fantastic. I was 
like That's I said, awesome. I've been I've been bragging about doing this shit for literally for months. Like I brought this idea to Troy and I was like, bro, we got to do it because it needs to be done. I'm also working on I don't know what y'all got going on, but I'm working on a Fourth of July special, too. So just hey, it might get a little cray cray. I'm, I'm just saying. So <laughs> I'll keep uh, I'll keep Troy. And I'll make sure he knows, like I said, because I'm, I'm putting together a Fourth of July. Like, we got to We got to highlight these highlights. And since okay. I got a bunch of guardsmen too, you know, saying we can, you know, December will come up before we know it. You know, the National Guard got a birthday too. We made we made so happen to do a, a special guard episode too. But I uh, yeah, we're we're the oldest branch. Nasty girls are always gonna always get we, we the oldest, we're the we the oldest. The crazy part about it, I was a national guardsman for two years. I didn't know we had a fucking fucking know. 1636, of course, like I told y'all earlier in the show, I am the CEO of Hoochie Daddies Incorporated. I am the one they call Mr. GQ. I am the leader of the Baby Mama Steelers, DJ Michael B. All right. And we out. Uh...